Welcome to KYH2O, a podcast about all things water in Kentucky. I'm Carmen Agaritas, an Extension Associate Professor in the Biosystems and Agricultural Engineering Department at the University of Kentucky. And I'm Amanda Gumbert, an Extension Specialist for Water Quality with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Join us as we get our feet wet exploring Kentucky's water resources. In our previous episode, we talked about Raven Run as a nature sanctuary. It's part of the Lexington Fayette Urban County Government's um, park system as a natural area. And they have some pretty special activities that go on out there. So, Carmen, what have you learned about their activities? So they have activities uh, that go on regularly year-round. So you, you can do everything from searching for butterflies to learning about the wildflowers to gazing at the stars. But one of the really interesting programs they have happens in February. It's a cold time of year to be out, but it is called the Salamander Search. And it is turning out to be one of the most popular programs they have going on at Raven Run. Well, maybe Michael Downs, who is the naturalist at Raven Run, can tell us a little bit about that program. Uh, That's right. Every year we do the salamander search. So we start with a bit of a presentation and talk to people about what salamanders are and why they're so awesome. And then after that, we go to the creek and we go look for them. The streamside salamander migrates from its forest habitats to the creeks every year for its annual breeding cycle and that's a good time to um, come and look for those salamanders. They're kind of conspicuous at that time of year. This is usually around the middle of February, uh, which um, tends to be a pretty good time for us to have a really good chance of seeing a lot of these big adult salamanders in the creek. Uh, Sometimes it can be a little bit hit or miss with the weather, but uh, I've been doing this for more than 10 years now. And I've only had to cancel uh, the program one time because it was too cold and icy to get in the creek. So we've been pretty lucky so far. I don't know about you, Carmen, but February seems like a pretty chilly time of the year to go to Raven Run and trample around. Especially in the water. (laughs) In the water. So I guess they have a pretty good turnout, though, right? They do. From what I understand, uh, last year's Salamander Search had over 100 people come out to go to one of the streams in Raven Run and search for salamanders. And you've done a similar salamander search, maybe not with this particular project or this event, sorry, it's a, it's a special event, but you've searched for salamanders at Raven Run. I have. I've gotten a search for salamanders with uh, Dr. Steve Price out of the Forestry Department at UK and also with Michael Downs here at Raven Run. And based upon how much fun that was for me, I can see why this is a very popular program. So maybe you'll take your kids back with you this time. Definitely so. And from my understanding, a lot of kids really enjoy getting out into the water and searching for salamanders, finding them, actually getting to hold them in their hands. So it sounds like from from what Michael says that February is a great time to see salamanders. Um, and that there's lots to see in Raven Run Creek. There's a couple of creeks that are actually there are a couple of creeks property. in the property. There are, and the trails go by them. Uh, and and you mentioned in a prior episode about the Overlook Trail that actually goes towards the Kentucky River. So the Kentucky River is not actually in the park, but the park is right on its border. So if you if you want to be really specific, you can actually see uh, two small streams and one really big river if you go to Raven Run. Salamander searching in February, even though it sounds a little 
a little cold. Even then, can we as humans make an impact on salamander habitat? That is a great question and one I think Ribbon Run is really trying to figure out, especially as the program has grown in popularity. They're really interested in how many people should participate in this program before it makes a negative impact. So far, they don't think they've seen it, uh, but it's something they definitely want to watch out for because these adults that people are catching are going to start laying eggs and reproducing more salamanders. So one of the things I know talking with Michael about is they want to explore how many people they should let come into that program and whether or not they should start looking at doing the program at, at both of the streams that they have. Right now, they're only doing it at one of them. So we talk a lot about water quality on this podcast, and we talk about ways that um, individuals can protect water quality and certainly other wildlife that live there. Um, You know, some things I think about are are really being gentle to the habitat and um, not littering and really being mindful of our pollution, whether it be, you know, garbage that we might throw down or that we even if we just walk by garbage that's not ours but we could you know you know bend over and 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 pick it up but we we certainly don't want folks to love nature to death that that's kind of the downside I guess of what what Michael describes that they might be experiencing with us really wanting to learn a lot about salamanders or a lot about wildlife but we have to also be cautious of encroaching on their habitat. We do. And in and, and Raven Run, and you'll see this at a lot of other parks, is really uh, emphasizes staying on the trails. So we don't want people to start walking off the trails in any different direction. They're really wanting people to stay on those trails. So if you're going to have a more trafficked area, it's going to be a designated single spot. The other is they don't want people to start going into the streams outside of a program they carry. So if every one of us just started walking into the streams and picking up rocks and tossing them around, you could imagine if they have, you know, a thousand visitors a day and everybody did that, it could be a really big impact. So right now, if they, if you go into the stream, you need to do it with the program, uh, whether they've set up or one that you've requested the park to do. With the rapid growth in the program, uh, we also are looking at options and, and ways to monitor the health of the stream going uh, forward in the future so we can be sure that our stream ecosystem continues to be vibrant and healthy and support a variety of life forms. Well, we certainly want to encourage folks to go to Raven Run and enjoy the natural areas that we have in and around central Kentucky. And Raven Run just happens to be one of those gems that we have close to Lexington. Where could they learn more about Raven Run and some of the programs that they have available? So if people want to learn more about Raven Run, you can Google uh Raven Run and LFUCG and the city maintains information on the parks about how to get out there, their hours of operation, phone numbers. They encourage people to call before they come because a lot of these programs are outdoors and if the weather doesn't cooperate, then maybe they can't hold that program. Uh, So that's a great way to learn about it. Once you're at the Nature Center, there are all sorts of calendars so you can get a calendar for the entire year to see what programs they've got scheduled and identify that ahead of time. And if you want to do a program and you just don't see it on that calendar, talk to the staff at Raven Run and there's a good chance they could set it up for you. You mentioned the Nature Center. I think that's important for us to point out that even if searching for salamanders in February is not on your current wish list or doesn't sound entertaining to you, um, 
they could folks could also just stop by the nature center the last time i was out there they had lots of displays that stay there all the time year round that um, might you know, talk about a certain aspect of the park, maybe the geology, maybe folks are really interested in the rock formations, especially right there by the Kentucky River and the Palisades area, um, or maybe want to learn more about some of the other uh, mammals or birds that are there at Raven Run. And they also have some really neat historical artifacts that they've found from uh, buildings or, you know, you talk about past for- farming or different things like that have been out there that you can you can actually see. And it's, it's really neat to know that you're going around a park uh, where people used to live. I mean, it wasn't always a park. It used to be somebody's home. And they have over 10 miles of trails that go through the different areas of the park. Um, they have meadows and woodlands and then, of course, the streams that we've talked about for looking for salamanders. But, you know, even like we said, if if the streams aren't your thing and the salamanders aren't your thing, just the importance of getting out of Lexington or out of town, wherever you might live, um, to go out and appreciate nature um, in an area that is a public park and is open to visitors most of the year. And I, one of the things I really love about Raven Run, as you mentioned, have being out and getting a chance to be in nature, is the ease of doing the trails. So I take my kids out there to do the trails, and both of them are under 10 years of age. And it's a great time to really get them interested in what's out there and explore. And uh, the trails are not that hard for, for a child of that age to actually get around and do. Well, Carmen, thanks for you know, talking about Raven Run, I think it's important for our listeners to um, have ideas of places where they can go and see some of the landscapes that we talk about. We're really lucky. We get to go and explore these places as our jobs. And sometimes, um, you know, for our listeners, it might be only Saturday and Sunday that they get to go out and enjoy you know, nature. But we encourage folks to do that and think about how each of your footsteps really impacts the environment and water quality. You've been listening to Carmen Agaritas and Amanda Gumbert. Learn more about water at uky.edu forward slash BAE forward slash KYH2O. Subscribe to hear all episodes of KYH2O.